0: everyone. It's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join, and here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We all had a uh, very exciting viewing party last night that at so cute. my apartment with both my children. My son was very unimpressed by the uh, <laughs> show we were watching because he has a friend named Oscar and he was very disappointed when it was not Oscar on TV <laughs> amazing snacks we had very
2: good Indian food um, there you go yeah and some Oscar cookies special edition oh thanks Oscar to Marley yeah.
1: yeah and and now we're here bright and early this is the run through I'm Chloe Mal and I'm Chobanardi and we're here with our Oscar special Keaton Bell Christian Alaire. Let's do this. <laughs> Welcome, Oscars <laughs> Angels.
3: Hi. Hello, hello. Bright and early. <laughs> Good morning. In the pod
1: studio. <gasps>
3: oh, my goodness. So much to talk about. So this much This is discuss. both
1: of your first time on the pod. Tell us a little bit who you are, what you do at Vogue.
3: My name is Keaton Bell. I am an entertainment editor here at Vogue magazine, where I work on all things sort of celebrity and talent adjacent. Fantastic. And I'm Christian Allaire. I'm a senior fashion and style writer.
1: Senior fashion writer at Vogue. And... Author of Last Night's Ooh. Best Dress List. Yes. yes.
4: Lots of red carpet coverage to talk about.
2: So Oof. much. Mm. So much. Where should we begin? Mm.
4: I want to hear think? everyone's personal best yeah. dress list.
2: Yeah. Okay, you first. Okay, well, pick. I think I got to go with Rihanna. I, mm. I feel like that might be a
4: all of us, but I'm gonna do it first. <laughs> I don't know. I love her take on pregnancy style. It's always a win for me. And also, it's hard to make black look really interesting. Oh, and I thought
1: it was brown. It was black? Was it? it was brown and black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it was brown. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it was, like, it the seemed dark like a end. lot of heavy leather to be wearing when you're pregnant and probably really hot. Yeah. I know, with, the, with a turtleneck, with a sheer
5: Ooh,
4: turtleneck. Yeah. yeah. But I love that it was just sheer enough to show the bump without being like
2: fully revealing, you know? I love a bit of sparkle, so my, her Margella performance. Yeah, that was, was my yes. preferred. Was, what, was what I would have worn had I mm. been like ever many months pregnant in the spotlight. <laughs> I thought it was just. Special.
1: Everyone, you heard it here first. This is what Choma's wearing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a closer look at the pants. I think
1: the pants were embellished in some
2: way. I couldn't take my eyes off her jewelry. I know. Yes. I liked mm. the earrings that she wore. They were kind of these big droplet earrings on the red carpet, but the jewelry that she wore with the performance was just like rows and rows of diamonds. It was
4: Mm. dazzling. Yeah, and her outfit was like jewelry
2: too, I feel like. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, it was very embellished. I I love glittering anything. Mm -hmm.
1: I think my best dress was Paul Mescal. Oh! Oh. Interesting choice. I love his sailor pants, his like, I don't know, he was doing like a 1970s prom date thing. He brought his mom. He had his huge red corsage. Mm. He was taking photos. He just... He was just living the Oscars dream. We we thought, we were wondering if, I mean, and
2: we, we don't want to compare, we don't want to pit men against each other. Of course. But like, who was the best dressed man of the season? Because I personally mm. think it was Paul. I liked his Gucci look, but I think, you know, there have been so many great looks that he's worn this season. Although, Austin Butler is a fierce contender. No, he's mm. too pleased with himself.
1: Yeah. I, 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 he looks good. I Did just... you like
2: his pussy bow blouse that he wore to the, the VFR party? With he finally showed up with Kaya at,
1: at the, the Vanity Fair Oscar party. which I thought
2: they yeah. they look good. I mean, they always they looked great. They
1: look That's genetically not, perfect yeah. together. They're, they're, they're fine.
4: <laughs> I loved his heels on the main carpet. Mm. You know, I love a man in a heel, and I, he really pulled it off for me.
2: How often do we
1: see that? I mean, is not
4: as often as you'd think, and it's not even that big of a risk. It's just a little Cuban heel, but right. you never mm. see men wear it. And I just think. It's so modern when they do. Uh,
1: Other best dress for me were Rooney in that sort of archive Alexander McQueen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wish that she could smile and stand up a little straighter, (laughs) but that's fine. And I thought Hong Chow in the Prada with the train was amazing. Yeah, Yeah.
4: no, but I loved Rooney because I I was actually surprised more people didn't wear vintage. I thought that was going to be the big trend. The The trend, yeah. There wasn't that many. Rooney was one of the
3: few.
2: Yeah, I think Vanessa Hudgens will
3: a vintage Chanel, right? um, And one of my favorites, Kate Blanchett.
2: Oh mine too. Oh, okay, I mean um, I'll fight you
3: for her. I mean well, no, you can I'll have take, her. I have I'll my best more. dress, don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have to chew go with my girl Nicole Kidman.
2: Ah money. Really,
3: I know, I know. The I sh- hair? Okay, so I'm talking about the dress, not okay. the hair. Nicole <laughs> It's a
1: package. No, no,
3: Nicole Kidman, wearer of many wigs. I will always <laughs> I will always forgive her for a messy hair moment, but like that's never <laughs> been her strength. But her dress, I look at her and I just see classic movie star. And even just like I don't know, the big floral moment and the way she worked it on the carpet. and It was Armani, right? Yes, it was Armani. And, that was
1: Armani's big moment of the night. Mm-hmm.
3: Was Kate Blanchett Armani also? No, that's why she was Louis Vuitton, oh, okay, so, her, okay, so
1: her contract must be up. <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> but no, I just really always appreciate Nicole kind of just being weird and funky on the red carpet. And I get it, the big floral motifs maybe weren't for everyone, but I just think she kind of worked it. And I appreciate her just going for something a little weirder whenever – the theme of the night seemed to be sort of more elegant and restrained.
1: Nomi Fry from The New Yorker wrote a funny piece about just how boring the red carpet is now because everyone's yes. so precious. And mm-hmm. I did like the very rare moments of people who just seemed to sort of be like, this might be wrong, but whatever. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesse Buckley and her Rodarte, r- 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 <sighs> which had probably more sequins than all of the Garment District. And it was <laughs> fine. It was f- just it. fine. I thought it was great. No, it was, it great, was great, but it p- p- was just
0: I liked it
1: wasn't safe. No, yes.
0: but she and that's what it does what was fun of I know but that's why we love not her. Not safe.
2: Not everybody can. But Jessie like, can yeah. do no wrong. I mean, she always. I just thought it was fab. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had those huge kind of lego lamb shoulders. Yeah, and it was fully covered. I mean, she was. It was. It was, uh, high it was a high on It's a lot of fabric and a lot of sequins. A lot of fabric and a lot of
1: sequins. But but like dark sequins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a very sort flame of goth. Yeah, you know,
2: she always dyes her hair an interesting color. She's the rebel, and I think you know it works. Guys, did her?
1: anyone come wear things straight off the the fall runways cuz there is always like a Yes, Lady yes, Gaga Oscar wore a Versace
4: dress that literally was on the runway 3 days ago. That, uh, was it the
1: Gigi Hadid one? Yeah, that she
4: Gigi wore? Hadid wore it on the runway and lo and behold Gaga got her hands on it.
2: Yeah, and I, but I think the big Gaga story of the night was her performance cuz yeah. she went completely bare. Yes. Yes. She went from
1: glam to completely stripped down. I want Keegan take all on feel this. About what this? is happening? Yeah. And, and then Christian- did she put makeup back on for a party?
3: Listen, that was the question. Me and my entire viewie party were trying to decide <laughs> because I mean, just imagine the makeup wipe backstage of her just trying to like wipe off that Harley Quinn makeup that like yeah. she came in. Like, I loved the like overly glam Gaga that we got on the carpet, and based on her last two Oscars performances for that Sound of Music tribute and for when she did Shallow, I really expected her to kind of go for that. Rarified gaga in like full prestige oscar glam moment so whenever i saw her on that stage in her like joanne dive bar like t-shirt and (laughs) jeans and converse with like a little waft of like the pink lipstick still on her lips like i was into it to be honest just because i i fully expected her to like be overblown chromatica ball gaga because she's been performing that song hold my hand as the final song on that tour for the past three months and in that performance she has like a metal claw and a leather biker jacket and crazy makeup so for her to get on that stage and just give like that theater kid speech about being seen and this song being so special to her and writing it in her basement and (laughs) being on that stool and just like giving us like like reminding us that like at the end of the day like Gaga is like a theater kid I enjoyed it and I kind of liked how understated it was I'm with you especially compared them. to Rihanna who literally like was risen on a podium let not
2: compare them no no of course
3: but for an evening <laughs> of best original song performances <gasps> I like that Rihanna gave us like rising yeah. podium yeah, it was diamonds pantsuit bralette yeah, it, was, yeah. orchestra, it was definitely like, a
2: juxtaposition It was a juxtaposition. exactly <laughs> it was cool it was very cool I did like the juxtaposition and I, you know obviously Rihanna in her Margiela was one of my best dressed yeah who was you about yeah, the best your best dress? Rihanna probably in the Margiela I no. also loved Kate Blanchett I just loved that sort of blue velvet yes I love draping, mm. you know, I love a sort of slightly Grecian, but with a strong shoulder. And then everybody's been wearing those blue ribbons. She's been wearing yes, them. Yes, yes. Do we know but, what those are for? Yes, they're for the refugee crisis. And I mean, I also liked uh, Michelle Williams in the Chanel. Mm. Also someone who always looks flawless. Yeah. And Jessie Buckley for me being the, I yeah. love a red carpet rebel who, who pulls it off and yes. she does. And I think we need some excitement
3: on that carpet. Is it rude to talk about a red carpet rebel who I think never pulls it off?
1: Yes, go for it. Go for it, Keaton.
3: I love Florence Pugh with my entire heart. Oh, I know. Uh, That girl needs some help when it comes to getting dressed. Like... I, it looks like a crumpled bedsheet, and her hair was very like retro futuristic. Like it looks well, like the, the hair Jetsons. was fascinating
1: because it was actually a ponytail brought down to make bangs. Sure, oh.
3: and I'm happy for her, like taking it risks. It was and wild. I, I love her, and I think she looked amazing. But I just think some that uh, I think she is someone who like sometimes takes risk without much payoff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think she enjo- she yep. clearly enjoys getting yes. dressed. It's so funny. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to, every time I used to come out of the fitting room, his thing was just looking at my face to look if I was happy because he was like, I don't know mm. if I am like the dress or I like the look. She looks
3: happy. Yes.
1: You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. True. She you know, looks but, like she's
3: having a blast on the carpet.
1: Yeah, which, exactly. Which is the point that everyone keeps making about how carpets are too fussy now and yeah, everyone's too sure. precious yeah. and yeah. just
3: have it's a blast. It's not precious. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I, and I think it's more so I just look at Florence and I'm curious like it, what it her personal a, style is because she always looks like so I think overly... That, I think she's
1: quite involved. I think yeah. she loves the big... Her personal mm. style is hot pants and a bed sheet.
3: <laughs> what did you guys think of Michelle Yeoh in her Oscar winning dress? Or the dress she won that her Oscar in.
4: Well, it was a continuation of a big trend of the night, which was everyone was wearing bridal esque fashion. Oh, everyone yeah. was in white. So I mean, but she was maybe my favorite white look. I mean, mm. the Dior was amazing on her. She could wear literally anything. Yeah, it was really. It was all
1: feathers. all feathers. I mean, it was sort of her white swan yeah. Mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite dress mm. of the night. Me either, but I liked it. She's worn better
4: dresses this award
2: season. Yeah. Yeah. More
1: risky. I think she knew she was going to win. I guess it's almost
2: like your wedding day, right? You want a dress that looks kind of timeless, not too trendy, and kind Mm. of just classically beautiful. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what what she was thinking. Because those are the photographs that you're going to have look back
4: um, on, right? Oh,
2: Yeah. I was trying to think though, like why
4: so many people wore white. I always try to get it. I don't into know. It was, it had, did it have something
2: to do with the champagne-colored
1: carpet, it or no? Could,
4: it could be. It's just it was a very surprising. It was like half the carpet was in bridal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a conversation like every couple of years, though. Like I feel like people do gravitate towards that for some reason. I would I think, think you're
2: white is really difficult to wear. I don't want white. You see every lump and bump. I would... mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not wearing white if I'm going on the record. <laughs> yeah. I want to
1: feel like... You have to be as tight as Emily Blunt well, maybe to really the, wear. Maybe oh, ozempic. It, it? People yeah. are ozempicked <laughs> up. They're feeling yeah. good about their it's bodies. Time yeah. <laughs> it's time for white. Yeah, It's <laughs> time for white.
2: I think we need to take a second to talk about the guys because the yeah. men oh, sure. have made... I don't know if our if our listeners have noticed, but over the years, like basically men have become part of the best dress list, which mm-hmm. they weren't before. They never were. No, no. And Chloe I used, used to do it. You guys I used to need do to, the best dress list 10 up. years ago, and there were never
1: men on it. Mm. And now, I mean, Choma loved Riz Ahmed. I love Riz Ahmed mm, as loved. an individual. I thought the collar was, it was a little much for me in this situation. I Prada. That yeah. was straight off
4: the runway, wasn't it? it? Yeah. I loved it. The okay, no shirt great. underneath. I don't know. I was into it. I, d- I will say, though, the men played it a little safe last night. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like at the SAGs, men took a lot of risks. And then, I don't know, some- something went awry at the Oscars. It was but
1: don't you feel like plopsy. that's always the case with the Oscars where people are like, I don't want to have my picture. It's not like your wedding. It's like, I don't want mm-hmm. my pictures from the Oscars mm-hmm. where I'm. Wearing this crazy product collar. <laughs>
6: <laughs> or maybe you do.
3: Or Is or maybe that a jab at Timothy Chalamet for his <laughs> yeah. harness moment? That's
1: exactly. <laughs> he, had a, he was. He took uh, the I Michael mean, B. Jordan double brooch. Oh yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of brooches. Really yeah. chic. Yeah. He looked beautiful. He looked yeah. yeah.
4: Louis Vuitton. He was wearing. I think. Oh really? Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. He takes some risks sometimes. I like him in a more classic look. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. honest, I don't see him as like a red carpet man. No, he he's classic for
1: sure.
3: What did you guys think of Jonathan Majors?
2: I, it was not for, for me. me. Yeah, he I wasn't a fan he, he looked like an, an extra on Lincoln. I
3: yeah. <laughs> right? It was the very 1800s. It was not. <laughs> also, like,
2: the muscles. Either he's, like, gotten more buff from yeah. when he got that suit fitted. Like, he, it was straining to, to the muscles. He looked uncomfortable.
4: Yes. Ugh. And that's something you never want someone to look uncomfortable. I think that's why I loved Eddie Redmayne is even when yeah. he took right. major he, he risks, looked comfy. he looked comfortable. He was owning yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Who are your favorite uh, plus one? I mean, I just I love seeing everybody's partners in the audience just look at them googly eyed because I'm like. Oh, that is so oh. sweet. they like ASAP. Yeah, like, like ASAP yeah. Rocky. He was like best supporting partner. I was like, yes. Oh <laughs> uh, well,
3: also, um, I did tear up a little bit when Kehu Kwan won and you just saw his oh wife beaming yeah. from the audience, and she looked stunning as well. Yeah. To the point that everyone at my viewing party was like, Who is that? Yeah. And she was just like the most beautiful crier in the audience. It's hard um, to do a beautiful cry. <laughs> I know, but leave it to the spouse of someone winning an Oscar. <laughs> like, yeah, they'll exactly. make it look nice. <laughs> No, I, I love a spouse moment.
1: With that, thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us on this very early Monday morning. Yeah, this has been really fun. And thank, thank you um, for having us. Happy Oscars week.
7: Yeah, happy Oscars Dad. week.
1: Happy Oscars week. Well, I guess it's not really Oscars week anymore. Happy <laughs> Oscars week that was. <laughs>
2: Um, so now that we've wrapped up with Ke- with our lovely friends and colleagues, Keaton and Christian, we are going to talk about the ceremony with our dear friends and colleagues, Taylor Antrim, who is the deputy editor of Vogue, and uh, Marley Marius, who is the features editor at Vogue.
1: All right. Highlights? Yeah, should
5: we start with Low the good lights? stuff? I thought we should start with the good stuff. Yeah, okay, please. please. It's a, it's a short high. list,
7: though, right? <laughs> Honestly.
5: <laughs> I mean, what do we think?
7: I mean— Good but expected wins in the acting categories. Well, good – I say two of the four were good. I'm slightly questioned – okay, we're starting with good. <laughs> yeah. Kei K- Hui Kwan, great. Oh, and mm. so sincere. You love a so sincere, sincere win. And yeah. he's maintained that level of sincerity for at this point, months and months. That movie came out a year ago. <laughs> right. And yeah. he's been thrilled to be on the campaign trail, thrilled to explain. Did you see the picture awards. of
1: him and Harrison Ford yes. reunited? Yes. Oh.
7: Adorable. Yeah, they, they held
5: the camera on him for a long time when Harrison Ford was on stage. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Okay. okay. Right yeah. Totally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think that's why they had Harrison present? I think so.
5: I mean Harrison's having a moment. He's in like four shows. He's ninety wow. ninety years old. I don't know. Why so yeah. How
1: hard. old is he
2: actually? I'm I, checking. He was giving old. <laughs> he was giving
5: old. He was giving like. Well, so was m-
2: Hugh Grant. So. That's he's AE. He's, he's, he's AE. Uh, hmm.
5: Harrison was giving like mad at the teleprompter for the length of my intro <laughs> vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Great. you said Kay K had some sincerity in his speech, yeah. right? Yes. I would say the whole night had a note of sincerity about it, which yes. maybe worked to his detriment. But we're, we're focusing on the positives, right?
1: Oh, you think the sincerity was bad?
5: Well, okay. So my <laughs> big thing is that it was, a, it was a night for, like, male emo speeches. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Chomo was cavelling when everyone was crying. I like yes. that.
7: <laughs> More
5: men cried last night than, Nine like, other, you know, since, like, an Iron John workshop in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just like one teary-eyed, like, male after another, you mm. know. And, you know, I thought to myself— So all the statistics – bear with me, guys. All the statistics (laughs) on uh, American men are pretty grim right now, like college enrollment, Mm. like workforce – and I thought what we were seeing from the Oscar stage was like a cry from help. Cry
1: oh for oh God's sake. I feel like this might be a Taylor Antrim cry for help. It could have
5: been. It could have been. It was late. It was late. The kids were asleep. Everyone was asleep in my apartment except for me. But yeah, the, the men kept having feels on stage and I thought, you know, it, it it's telling us something about where where men are the in state Hollywood of right masculinity. now. There you go. There you go. That's my big take. Uh, <laughs> But you I were charmed it. by it. I
2: was charmed by it. I I think I think we need to see more of that. I think men are having, you know, th- there's a lot of feelings that men are not expressing, especially American men. So I'm I always... ASAP I was, was having, feeling
1: the men in yeah. the... We were mm. just saying before that, like, the plus one, the the Oscar husband was a, a nice moment Yeah,
2: it was night. a really nice moment. What did we think of the, the host? What did we think of Jimmy?
1: U- useless. We don't need
2: to
5: talk about it. Oh, okay. no, I thought wow. he was funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. I actually thought he was Moving funny. Moving
1: on. <laughs> no, actually, that's not true. Elron Hubba Hubba was very funny. Very
5: funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The editing joke about how important editing is that you can you can yes. boil down like four thousand hours of footage into like twenty minutes of like tourists walking through the Capitol. That yes. was funny. Too. Yes,
7: he <laughs> was. I think they needed they wanted kind of a safe bet. I think they wanted. I like, know. A sure I love yeah. Jimmy. I yeah. just think yeah. it was a
1: very safe. There yeah. was there was not a thrill there.
5: I mean, not to be crass, but I feel like that broadcast could have used a slap by oh. hour three. Oh yeah. my God, mean, I know that was I'm so sh- exciting no. looking
1: back. It made the Oscars... Lo- there that's was definitely was so- no <laughs> slap or like Moonlight v. La La Land. No, no.
7: no. nothing no. went wrong. It I mean, was... I thought
5: it was vaguely exciting when All Quiet started to make a run mm-hmm, at about right. hour one and a half mm-hmm. of the broadcast. Yes, who else <laughs>
1: thought that was exciting? No one. Well, <laughs> many German accents. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. No, but the, uh, the, the male cinematographer for All Quiet was one of our crying heroes. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, he was. He was so Charming, yeah, right. but mm-hmm. was
1: he crying or was he? Did he have something in his eyes?
5: That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be knows. said of John Travolta, of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't, clear. <laughs> I wasn't clear if they were hyperventilating or crying, but it was Brendan emotions. Frazier, we we need to talk about that time. Time. Oh my Guys, goodness! The whale metaphor, please. That was a surprise. Whoa, I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I saw it, that coming. Well,
7: because he won the SAG, so that made me question whether Austin Butler was going to go all the way, even though until then it seemed like he was, and then. Yeah, but then once he won, I was like, "Oh no!" But also, I was like, "It was between the two of them." Mm. And
5: Colin had no Colin Farrell had no pretty much
7: no, which is awful. Yeah, the fact that that got zero Oscars, sad. So many got zero, zero? Yeah, but you know what? I think knows? that even zero though it got zero,
1: and we can talk about the other elephant in the room that got zero. Mm. I feel like Banshees had such goodwill and even yeah. at the Oscars there was such like love and appreciation for that yeah. movie that it felt like it didn't matter that nothing won.
5: I feel like 12 people saw it. I, listen, <sighs> I loved that movie. Tar <sighs> and Banshees both yeah. totally shut out were my two favorite movies of the year so I definitely so think. So you're really yeah.
1: feeling the culture.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm standing at the vanguard of culture as you. <laughs> I like um, Triangle of Sadness too but I don't know if it was Oscar
2: worthy but I liked that too. Right. That's and yeah. also
7: like El Elvis shut out, Fableman shut out. Those two felt maybe more surprising, just in the sense of like the audience that That they were. That felt historically like historic Oscar movies that were, that was a surprising. Like Elvis, even for like, you know. Caught like thought Sam was going to win something for like costuming for production design. It was like right. such a big CM so in meaning your face. Catherine Thank Martin. Thank you, yes, w- wife <laughs> of Marley Baz has Lerman. a close shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie was so in your face on everything that it was doing in good ways and in more debatable ways. So I was just surprised that it didn't really get anything.
5: I mean, Everything Everywhere All at Once has, like, a historic night. It, yeah. it won an unprecedented number of Oscars. Yeah. And it's this conundrum with this movie where I don't quite know where to place it. It doesn't seem like it's beloved by many people. Uh, not, not for me. It, it came out, like, a year ago, and yeah. it's just been quietly building – But um, am I wrong? No, no film has ever run the table on the acting categories before. Right,
7: right. And here's this
5: movie with these young directors, and you know they were all over the stage. Yeah, their their speeches were quite emo and quite something. Mm I, I I can't bring myself to root for it and be happy about it because I didn't love that movie. I but know. um it was yeah. it was a historic thing, you know.
2: I will say that I think that the actors in it did a good job of holding it together. Michelle mm. did a good mm-hmm. job of holding it together because it's so it was just so sprawling. I mean, yeah. Just it was I you know I just, it was kind of like head spinning watching it for me. I agree. It was
7: like Jamie Lee Curtis like I oh, I yeah. think there was a bit of a kind of like It was it was
2: performative in it, a bad way. And it
7: was not it just didn't strike me as like Oscar an Oscar-y performance. No it was way. so two
2: dimensional there was no there was no nuance like to that it, character at, at it all. It was funny yeah but like sleep.
7: on a yeah. On a performance level, I was like, this is, I mean, maybe it's just, you know, she's 64, she's Hollywood royalty, she's right. been around a long time, she's been really enthusiastic about telling you, that Apple Baby article really helped push oh, that campaign through. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it became her main talking point over the last few months. She was like a great cheerleader for her, you know, cast and for her colleagues, but I was still kind of like, that was a more interesting category like that was an interesting category supporting actress and you know carrie Condon did a did a, did a, did a great job angela bassett obviously yeah, would have been a huge moment yeah, for her and there's yeah. like a sort of devastating two-second clip of like sort of focusing on her face when she lost and her face completely falls like Aww. it mattered to her yeah. that she lost even like you know stephanie she also in everything ever all at once i thought her performance was better than jamie lee's but like i don't know i guess i can't
5: i mean we, we should talk about the Spawn Con. I mean, so you've got, you've got 100 years of Warner Brothers for no good reason. You've yeah. got the um, the Little Mermaid thing. And then the ad for the museum. The Academy, the Academy that's Museum. That's been an ongoing yeah, thing. That makes that's
7: sense. That's their revenue drive. <laughs> but I mean,
5: tiny money, guys. We, I true. wanted to go to bed. And I was <laughs> like, this is the first hour. What are we doing?
7: I know. And how all many, the how musical performances.
5: Should we have all five I? songs? Oh, oh, yeah. see, uh, we should have oh, none
1: That of was them. favorite none part. Don't <laughs> take it away from her.
5: Which Which? Tell me, tell me.
2: Just having some something else other than an award like just having a performance broke it up don't you think
1: like I could do with like half of them (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, but it's, you, can't, you can't You can't really
1: <laughs> You can't do You have that's to, to do more, works, don't? more
5: You have to do more Right and you, don't you have want to that, do all the
1: nominees
2: And yes. you don't want
5: that show Without the RRR song yeah. Which oh, is great. That's yeah, so which was great Yeah, it was great Which is great But, yeah.
2: but it, it means that they get people Like Gaga and, yeah. and yeah, Rihanna no, That means that. You, you need Rihanna, Rihanna for that star
5: And they Rihanna You're right That was a snooze I'm sorry, I know I know But like I thought that performance was like But did you see
1: ASAP watching her? No Ah, oh, sweet. Did he cry? He, looked Almost. he just looked so, <laughs> Adoring.
2: like, just full of love. What yeah, was the worst was moment? Oof. Oh, boy. Hmm. Race to the bottom. I don't know. <laughs>
7: hmm. I feel like there are large swaths I don't remember because I was, like, I'm bored. Yeah, it's and same. I'm, and it's also a little bit unavoidable. I'm kind of like, what do I even want from the Oscars? Like, what would help them to sort of capture my attention? And I don't even know what that is at this point.
5: It made you feel as if you really don't need to watch the Oscars broadcast. Like, the mm-hmm. next yeah, day, so you can see the three moments that yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. You can read the list of awards and sort of, like, read some reviews. Yeah. And if, you know, ABC needs people to come back and watch the Oscars, they have to do a better job mm-hmm. of giving you a reason to sit there for three yeah. and a half hours. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think that's right.
5: I feel like there is one <laughs> thing that we have to talk about, which is Sarah Polly wins.
2: That was great. That was great. Yeah. That was great. I didn't love her suit. We but didn't love was, her. We didn't her suit, love her look. With the glasses, it was a bit much. But that was great. It was a great
5: moment. For a movie that seemed like it was for women talking, that seemed like it was a you know perilously close to being like shut out totally. entirely. Yep. It was it was nice to see that win.
7: I agree. Yeah, yeah. it I was think great. I feel like early, early on when we first heard about that movie, it seemed like it was going to be huge. Like huge I mean, it's like cast and, and like the like even uh,
1: I mean, but the, I am fascinated by the like the Oscar campaign machine. Oh, and yeah. did you see our? Uh, Sometime Vogue writer and friend Irina Alexander wrote a very good piece, I thought, about Oscar campaign Bloodsport and the politics behind it. I haven't read that. And uh, it was – I was just talking about the Andrea Risebro mm-hmm. drama, but also the war rooms that go into planning mm-hmm. what the strategy is going to be for each of these movies and how sometimes they can just backfire yeah. and yeah. – It's hard to control it, and I think women talking—it was sort of an example of that. Yeah,
5: I confess I don't fully understand the the campaign thing. I just feel like, you know, are these are these Academy voters so impressionable that you know they can be persuaded by lunches and gift bags and that kind of thing?
1: As some I. Someone whose mother is a older Academy voter. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
1: I would just like to say that. Say more. Say more. <laughs> she,
7: what did Candace vote for?
1: <laughs> I can just tell that when she is seeing like. Huge New York Times profiles about someone. She's more inspired to see the movie when mm-hmm, she's right. invited to a lunch where someone is talking about the movie. She's more inclined to to think about it when mm-hmm. it's a friend of hers is writing her, like, "Oh, you have to watch so and so." I went to the screen I, I, I think that that kind of organic, very personal campaigning really works. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. Well, I think
5: that's true. Counter argument. Why did so many people watch two and a half hours of All Quiet on the Western Front? And yeah. this movie—did
1: people watch it?
5: I think that movie's good. I mean, I, I didn't I, see it. I mean, it's—it's. It's, I, I also think the other thing uh, behind the All Quiet momentum was the war in Ukraine. I feel like right. a right, pacifist, a mm-hmm. uh, classic pacifist novel, an anti-war movie about a war in Europe. Um, is really resonant right now. And sure. so I feel like people were sort of making a political statement with that. Which brings me to one other positive thing I want to say. Yeah. I thought Navalny yes. winning the best documentary oh, yeah. was a cool moment. And I thought Yulia Navalny in her red so Chloe. so chic. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. I know. She yeah. blew the roof off. And yeah. she you yeah, know she made did. a powerful statement about her husband who's still in a Russian prison. And her daughter, Dasha, and son mm. were right beside her. And yeah. I thought that was a really nice moment. It, yeah, was, it was sweet. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a great movie. Everybody should see it.
2: Well, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And that was the wonderful Oscar special.
1: Early morning after a late night.
2: Yes.
7: Yes.
1: Bye. 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 Thanks, Thanks (laughs) you. Wait, I want to take a picture of you guys with your headphones. Oh, my
7: God. Podcast (laughs) mode.
6: Make sure you're following Dinner SOS wherever you're listening now.
0: Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills, or a high tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: I was kind of hoping to see Natasha Lyonne at the Vanity Fair party or I don't know she's been looking fantastic she's she been has. dressing great and has in been, Schiaparelli
2: really been, summer was one of her best moments oh really
1: I didn't see that yeah yeah she's really been out and about the last month or so and last week was the finale of Poker Face right her, her big show it's on every uh bus that I see so I yeah. feel like I'm Faced with her face <laughs> whenever I'm walking already to school. We got her on the show. Yes. To talk her- about the finale. and We did. She, speaking of Oscars hosting, she hosted the CFDA Awards. And, and was fab. I mean, she they, should have been the Oscars host. I
2: think she, she would make a great Oscars host. I think we need to start that campaign. <laughs> I mean, she's also such a New York girl. I love talking to her about...
1: Rats. <laughs> she sat
0: next <laughs> the
2: to mayor. the mayor
1: and talked about rats.
2: She did. She did. <laughs> I mean, she's been acting. Her whole. I didn't know that she's been acting her whole life. She started acting at age six.
1: Yeah, she was in P.U.'s Playhouse. She was in uh, Nora Ephron's Heartburn, which I didn't realize. Me either. Um, but I
2: guess everyone knows her from Orange is the New Black, right? That's when...
1: And Russian Doll. And Russian yeah, Doll. Yeah, I feel like she she took a hiatus for a while and then came back with Orange is the New Black and Russian Doll. And now she's a powerhouse. She's directing, she's yeah. creating, she's producing. So it was it was interesting to get a little... uh bird's eye view into the Natasha Leone. It was. Megaverse. Yeah. (laughs) We uh, zoomed with her uh, from her house in LA and it was a few weeks after Fashion Week, but I just feel like she was was such a fun, ubiquitous presence at New York Fashion Week that we we wanted
2: to... The designers are friends of hers and she went out to support her her bestie, Chloe Sevigny, who who opened that show.
1: And she went to Redarte. Oh, and yeah, I She, forgot about that. she went to Redarte. And Caspia dinner with she the She was mayor. out and about. Yeah. We congratulated her on the finale of Poker Face. And I asked her what it was like working with my fav- one of my favorites <laughs> of her co-stars, which was a giant buzzard. <laughs>
8: the buzzard was weird because, you know, I'd actually, like, I'd landed sort of like the night before. And, like, on three hours sleep went to work and there was a buzzard there. And I was really, like not fully present, which was probably from the best, because I was just like, this is sketchy and laid down. And it's one of those things that, like, you don't you don't really think about it in uh in the writers. So, like, you know, Alice Drew wrote that episode who I love. She's also a writer from um Russian All, and she's brilliant. And uh, and Ryan was directing that episode. I think. Loving them both, it sort of never occurred to me in a way that it was in the script. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if you don't know people, you're more apt to be like, it says here, you know, I jump out of a, a Mack truck. How does that work? You know what I mean? And what's the plan for that? It was Ryan and Alice. So I was like, oh, it's great. It'll buzz it, whatever. It's, you know, one line of stage direction. And then I got there and I was like, I'm three hours of sleep. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, it was fine. It was... uh well-behaved and (laughs) maybe the concern is I was like, in many ways, sometimes I I worry that I I smoke so much that it's like I'm dead already. And (laughs) does the buzzard know that? You know what (laughs) I mean? Uh, But it was over fairly quickly. Uh, And maybe the biggest challenge was, you know, it's a very, um, it's like a a work intensive job. Also, you know, you had memorize like 60 pages a week. And so you really, you know, you can't just be like, I think maybe, uh, something about my style of acting or something, you know, might make people think like I'm not doing any work or something, but you know, it's actually, it's a pretty, I'm a pretty, uh, worky, you know, type person. And yeah, these are big undertakings making these things, you know, like they're, it's also, of course, movies can often be like that. But I think these TV shows, like Russian Doll, takes me three years to write it and prep it and shoot it and edit it. You know, I I don't do those things alone, of course. But it's they're they're big, kind of you know kahunas, and you really gotta stay in the game the whole way through. We loved seeing you at New York Fashion
2: Week, cheering on your buddy Chloe Sevigny at the Perenza show.
8: That was great. I, I mean, I really like. There are definite pros of being a New Yorker because, you know, you really, you grow up with people like Jack and Lazaro. I, you know, I've been known for 20 years and I know them of course through Chloe who I've known also for 20 years and we've been sisters that whole time. And And for people who may
1: not know, we're talking about Jack McCullough and Lazaro Hernandez, the designers of Proenza and Chloe Sevigny, who walked the runway show in for Proenza. Opened. Yeah.
8: Opened. Opened. Sorry. She opened the show and she also did the um, whatever you would call it, the sound design or something.
1: And you sat with her son, Vanya, who's the same age as my son. And I thought my son would have had such a hard time seeing me walk down a (laughs) runway and not talk to him. What was (laughs) what was happening for Vanya in his head?
8: (laughs) You want me to tell you what was going on in Vanya's head? <laughs> That's right. Okay, no problem. I this. <laughs> well, I'm taking all questions. Uh, Vanya was thinking, well, "What a show! Uh, I love that it's uh, it's so arty. So many of these things would look great on a gallerist. Uh, you know, it's always fun." So, you know, Vanya was like comparing it to, to past seasons. He'd googled all the other seasons on Vogue Runway and. <laughs> And he was like, and, and he was in the whole time. Honestly, after my mother opened, it was all downhill. And I'm not saying that's because of the fashion. It's just a fact of life. You know, she had it and they had less than, than she did. And, and, you know, and so I think he was thinking a lot about that. And, and after the show, Vanya went in the stroller. Dad went to work. And then... We went. We're gonna go find a playground, but then we were like, "No, no, no, no!" Vanya will walk home while we'll meet at home when he's napping. So we went to go see Lizzie, and I went to go see her art show at Tramps, and then we were like, "We'll meet back." But then what happened? This is really this is fascinating stuff. Chloe and Vanya went to a playground, but there were six playgrounds in the vicinity. So Lizzie and I went around trying to find which playground it was. This went on a while. There was a lot of shouting for them in the middle of the street. Finally, everyone was reunited. And so it was a beautiful New York Day.
2: Truly. Love a New York Day that takes you anywhere. Playgrounds and art exhibits, fashion shows.
1: And the night before that was the Caviar Caspia big opening dinner which I was very excited to see that you were dinner partners with the mayor of New York. What did you guys talk about?
8: You know, uh, well, the city has a problem with rats. Let's be That's honest. That's what I was
2: going to ask. We were going to ask you if you, I hope you took him to task for the rats. We are all hoping that you did.
8: He's a big I rat man. i in politics. <laughs> Suffice to say, I think we all know there's a problem with the rats in the city. <laughs> but uh, Laura Domingo, I love her. She told me that she sat me next to him because she was like, Who's the most New York person in the room? Oh, we talked about all of it. Dude. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty, raised Pizza, Yellow Cam's, the MTA, <laughs> the Chrysler Building. <laughs> Why would they close Barneys, I said? <laughs> There's lots of
2: rats there, I bet. <laughs> so did you, um, I mean, I loved going to the CFDA Awards because you were hosting. I thought you were perhaps the big highlight of the night. What made you agree to do that and, and how fun was it to do for you?
8: Well, thank you for saying that. Why did I say yes? I think maybe I didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, (laughs) If I'm being honest, because I've been with Derek Blasberg to something about 10 years prior where he was getting an award and we were on fold-out chairs. And I remember that I was like, oh, this is like not too intimidating. So I think that's what I thought we were going to. (laughs) Then I was sort of like, Oh, I guess I should write something for this. So I did. And then I was lucky. I was happy when I saw that it was such a a big deal. I was relieved to see that I was prepared. No, but, you know, the big event there was Cher was late to stage. I know. And And you did it. Was it
2: improv? Because you did a really good job. I was like.
8: It was scary because I remember in that moment, I made eye contact very quickly with like Drake, Lenny Kravitz, (laughs) Kim Kardashian, Anna Winter and, and Drake. And I was I'm like dying already. Or did I say Drake already? Trevor Noah. It was something like, and and others, you know what I mean? Like Michael Kors. And like, <laughs> it was just, and so I was, and they were all looking at me with smirks. Like, what are you gonna do now? And I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna wait for Cher was the telepathic thing I was saying. So I knew I had to talk. <laughs> Luckily, I'd talked before. <laughs> I thought, you've got a frame of reference. What did you do? Did you,
1: like, I believe that you encouraged people to go vote. That was a very good use of your time. I did.
8: I thought people love voting. They (laughs) love. People people in the arts, they love voting stickers. That's something they can all agree on is an I voted sticker. (laughs) It's the one thing they all love doing. (laughs) I was like, they all love abortions and I voted stickers. (laughs) This is the trick. Uh, I loved your quote
1: about uh, a loving fashion and any industry that combines. Well, you remember your own thing that you wrote, um, but that a weight loss program sponsored by the Sackler family felt uh,
8: very prescient. (laughs) Did you? Thank you. I wrote that with one of Chloe's other uh, close friends, Leslie Arfin came up Ah, with that. Wow. Very good. Because I had written something a little more violent (laughs) <laughs> and I sent it to her and mine was like, uh, I don't know. It was something about like, and how great to have an industry that's encouraging eating disorders right and left. And you know, what a night to celebrate that. And, uh, and she was like, this is too dark, make it more topical, include the Sackler family. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I had said, I'm so glad that heroin chic is back. <laughs> And she's I uh, talk about the Sackler family, and so he we did. Well, now
1: it's Ozempic chic, so you're really sort of ahead of the game. I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have this rolodex of the coolest friends possible and collaborators. Do you have anyone that you're like, ah, oh, that's who I want to work with, or that's who I want to hang out with? Who's the, who's the dream person?
8: You know, I'd love to know. I'd love to know Kendrick Lamar. I'm mm-hmm. like the poetry of his albums. I feel a real with, I feel like very much like, um, when I'm writing Russian doll, that's, it's very similar to what I'm trying to say. And so I feel like it's obviously in such a different medium and I don't know him at all. And he might think that that show is terrible and that I'm a loser, you know? Um, but for me, in terms of like somebody that I look to, uh, especially I would say that most of my idols, uh, are dead people. Um, and you know, he's somebody living who I really, I might, he's articulating so beautifully what it is I'm trying to say. It's almost like when I'm listening to him and like my inner child feels very safe with his inner child or something like. Interesting. I wouldn't have yeah. pegged him and Russian doll as like super parallel, but. i i I really hear it when I'm listening, almost like naming what you've been through to kind of overcome what you've been through to extend that to other people, who might be ashamed to have gone through the same things and then putting it in a package that's hopefully aesthetically palatable enough to people where they think it's really cool. Obviously he's doing it in hip hop and I'm doing it with like cool New York downtown guy. Uh, But ultimately I think that there is common ground of, we're trying to unload shame and say, you don't have to be ashamed that you went through this stuff you know, artistically, like I'm here with you to hold you through that experience and say, I went through it too. You know, obviously I also feel that with um like Mikaela Cole and I are, are buddies around that. Oh, um yeah. I think um, you know, that's somebody else who to me is more clearly sort of dealing with similar thematics like um, you know, PTSD and through a sort of like quantum consciousness lens and where the personal experience, be, you know, autobiographical and um, fictional, sort of like diverge and merge in sort of ways that are of no consequence because the sort of idea is bigger. Um, so obviously, she and I are very much like, you know, we'll share advanced episodes with each other, and and um, I, I just adore her.
1: Natasha, I know you have to run. It has been so lovely to talk with you. Congratulations on Poker Face.
8: Thank you so much for coming
2: on the show. Thank you
1: so much,
8: ladies.
2: So that's it for this special Hollywood episode of The Run-Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Cheminardi. The Run-Through Vogue is produced by Condé Nast Entertainment. See you
0: next week. Bye. Get balanced or thrive trying. My name is Les and I'm the host of Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to helping you feel your best. Join me for casual conversations about what it means to live a well-rounded life. I cover everything from how to make friends as an adult to how to create a workout routine that works for you to how to practice better financial wellness. Tune in for approachable conversations with wellness thought leaders and inspiring guests, as well as intimate solo chats with me for relatable advice. Follow wherever you get your podcasts and look out for new episodes every
5: Tuesday.